Do you ever go to bed and think like, what did I do today? Better yet, what did I do this week? Yeah, me too, all the time. And that's going to be the topic of today's episode. And before we get into that, I want to share with you a very, very fun series of facts about crows. Now, crows are a bird, and they're in the same genus as a raven, right? You know, you got Edgar Allan Poe, raven, that's about all I can tell you there. But crows and ravens are generally associated with maybe uh, foreshadowing of death, maybe kind of darkness, spookiness, a little sinister. However, these animals are truly fascinating and intelligent. First of all, the the reason I thought to share about crows was I heard that the, a group of crows or a flock or whatever is actually called a murder of crows. So if you see a group of crows flying in the air, say, hey, look, there's a murder. And everyone will be like, what? And it's actually, it's true. It's a murder of crows. Now, they're super, super interesting and they're really intelligent. And some crow brains are proportionally bigger when compared to their body than, than the human brain is. And some crows have been found to be smarter than many undergraduates. So there are some crows out there that I might want to have as a guest on our, on our podcast. But additionally, they have funerals for one another, which I thought was really interesting. So if a group of crows is flying around a dead crow, they're not scavenging it, as some people might think. They're either you know, paying their respects or they're examining it as a survival tool, seeing like what happened, how can we avoid this, but they don't eat their dead. They, they kind of congregate around them. And also the adolescents or, or kind of older children have been found to take care of the nest while the parents are gone. So there's this sense of familial responsibility, whereas a lot of birds kind of leave their young to their own devices once they reach a certain age. Some crows can even read traffic lights and, and have an awareness of how traffic patterns work. They can recognize human faces and associate likes or dislikes with human faces, which is crazy to me. There's lots of human faces. And yeah, so they can hold grudges against you, basically. If you tick off a crow, that crow can make you and your family like enemies of him and his family. So don't mess with crows. That's the moral of the story. And now that you know all these wonderful things about crows, let's talk about Olika. So the other day I was at the gym. I had worked that evening, went to the gym in the morning slash early afternoon. It's something I usually do, nothing out of the ordinary. And I was I was in there listening me listening to my music and looking around, and suddenly I just had this like thought or or realization. I was like, "How did I get here? Like, what am I doing right now?" It was really weird, and I don't know how to describe it to you unless you've experienced the same thing. But it was almost as though I had kind of been sleepwalking up to that point, and then I looked around and I was like did I like consciously choose to come here or did I just end up here? And if that still doesn't make sense, I don't know what to tell you, but it wasn't as though I was dreaming, but I was just like, you know, did I 
did I really want to be here? Or, or is it just because this has been a habit and a routine that my body just kind of woke up and recognized my work schedule and recognized the time allotment that I had and said, oh, I usually go to the gym in this time. We'll go to the gym. Like, I just felt as though up to that point, I had no really conscious control over what I was doing. I was kind of going through the motions, so to speak. And I just kind of like chuckled at myself, like, what else could I be doing right now? I mean, there's there's endless things that I could have chosen to do today. Why did I end up coming here? Am I Am I enjoying this thoroughly? No, I really wasn't in the moment. I was just kind of doing it. And that just kind of got me thinking about time and our awareness of its passing and just other things along those lines. You know, time is an illusion. It's not real. Relativity, all that good stuff. But I, upon kind of investigating this idea further, I found a video that mentions the term olika. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, Oleka, Olika, but this is an actual word, and the definition of this word is the awareness of how few days are memorable. <laughs> and it it's funny that there's a word for that because I guarantee everybody can relate to that feeling. And if you just take a second and be like, oh, what have I done in the past two weeks? Well, I worked and I came home and I slept and maybe I drank on the weekends or whatever it may be. But for myself included, most of the things I've done in the past month are super unmemorable. And including that moment where I was at the gym and I was like, oh, what the hell am I doing here? That's going to be a moment that I will never remember because there's no significance to it. There's nothing that happened where my brain says, oh, this is important. So there's almost zero concrete evidence that I, that ever took place in my mind and any other event similar to that where there's nothing exciting going on will ultimately end up the same way and it's kind of sad but only if you look at it in a certain way so I feel like we have this idea that our memory works like a computer where you can you know, have all your files stored and with enough digging and remembering what you named your photos and videos, you can kind of sift back through and, and pick out exactly what you want and then rewatch it in the same way that it took place. But as we all know, that's not really how it works. And it's actually like crazy how our memory works. I mean, if you think about a file that you have on the computer and it's really deep in there. You got to go to all the different sub files and, and find it. It's really difficult. Sometimes you give up before you even get there. You can literally recall memories, not even on purpose. Like it's amazing what's going on at, at just insane speeds where you could see something or smell something and boom, something just gets taken all the way from the back storage shelves right up to the front and center. And you're like, what the hell? Where did this come from? And then you can reflect on it and be like, oh, you know, that's interesting, or I don't want to think about that, or let me think about this more, things like that. But this concept of Olika is really interesting because it's like there are so many days, weeks, and months that will 
will go by in our lives without anything marrying us to their relevance. And it's the things that really stick out or or the things that are out of the ordinary that indicate to your brain, hey, this is something worth remembering. So I guess the what we can take from this is do things out of the ordinary, I suppose, which is really hard to do. I'm terrible at it. I think about it all the time, but actually doing it is a whole different story because it's so much easier to just fall into the same patterns because that's what's familiar. That's what you can do quickly and that's what's what's easy. But it's I, I feel this so often now, especially I'm home and I'm working and I'm doing the same commute that I've been doing since I was 17. And it's really strange how I can spend like a full hour driving every day. I can spend between four and eight hours in a place and every night when I get home and I'm brushing my teeth to go to bed, I'm like, what the hell happened today? Like, I feel like that for me, brushing my teeth is like the marker of like, okay, since last time I brushed my teeth, what the hell has happened in my life? And usually the answer is not that much because it feels like every time I brush my teeth, I had just brushed my teeth like not that long ago. And it's really weird. And sometimes it like bums me out a little bit. So I'm like, man, like, yeah, I brush my teeth in the morning, brush my teeth at night. And then like, did I do anything in between? Did I even leave the house? I don't know, like, usually not. And it's just it's it's sad. I don't know. I mean, it, it's kind of just the human condition that we're stuck with. And there's there's ways that you can, you know, change that. But ultimately, you have to like make peace with the fact that it's always going to be like that. I mean, you can do things to spark spark some fire or spice things up a little bit, but ultimately, like you don't <laughs> you don't remember things. And as much as you want to, as much as you think that like your memories and your past are part of like who you are, they're just not, and they never will be. And it's also, I mean, this is going to be a whole nother episode or something, memory, time, dreams, all that good stuff. But if you, if you get dementia or Alzheimer's or these like debilitating diseases, it, it rips away you. I mean, like ultimately you're a product of your memories. And if you don't have those, then who you are is going to be completely different. And that's really interesting that we can have identities attached to memories, which not even every organism can necessarily partake in in the same way as we do. But (laughs) before I get too lost in thought, um, I want to make another point related to the Olika, where uh, this is something I also heard in a video, which is really interesting. So when we experience things... So right now I'm looking out my window, I got my laptop open, I can hear things. Everything that's happening to me right now is perceptual. I'm using my senses, I'm hearing, smelling, tasting, and this will be a memory 10 minutes from now. Like 10 minutes from now, I'll be able to remember opening my laptop, seeing what was on the screen, and it's still kind of perceptual memory. But as things get farther and farther away, they go from perceptual to conceptual and the details start to lose themselves. So if you spend 
14 days in isolation, 10 days, whatever, then odds are your memory of that isolation will be very few and far between because there's nothing really happening there that gives weight to your brain. So if you spend 10 days binging Netflix or something, like you'll remember the concept of the fact that you watched dozens of episodes of a show and kind of feel like shit at the moment, but it'll only be a concept. So in the moment, it was probably grueling and really tiresome and you felt bored and you felt bogged down. But then afterwards, you kind of like, oh, it's just a, it was a quick blip. Like you barely remember anything. Oh yeah, isolation went by so fast. Like I just binged Netflix, boom, it's done. Like your mind doesn't have the capability of adding the same intensity to that memory once it's in the past because there's no point in maintaining any of the data that you produced during that period. And to build off of this, there's another sort of analogy articulating this point where let's say you're traveling home, abroad, wherever it is, and there's a six-hour flight delay. That six hours especially if, you know, you don't have anything to entertain yourself, that six hours is going to feel like it lasts forever. I mean, everybody can relate to that feeling. When you're waiting for something with no activity going on or nothing to do, it feels so long and drawn out. And then you finally get to your destination and you have the most wonderful day, whether you're visiting family, going to the tropical islands, whatever it is, you can have a fantastic day. And then when you lay your head down that night, you're going to be like, holy crap, that day went by fast, like, because you had so much going on, and it was really exciting. And so we have this, this juxtaposition of a really, really long feeling period of time, which is objectively shorter, and then a objectively longer period of time, which feels really, really quick. And then when and, th and that's in the moment. So that's the prospective perspective. I don't know if that made sense, but in the moment, that's how it feels. When you get home from your trip and you're telling everyone about it, that airport delay is not going to be something that you say, oh my God, we had the worst delay at the airport. It could be like a quick comment or detail, but your brain doesn't have the capability of remembering that as a long period of time because nothing happened. But what will feel like the long portions and the significant portions are the ones that in the moment went by really fast. So the, the airport delay goes from really long to short, and then the exciting day goes from really short to long in your, in your memory. And that's really, really interesting because it points just to how experiential we are and how much our mind and body and, and mood and all these things rely on constant experience and interaction and change of both scene and activity. So... When we participate in things that engage our, our hands, our minds, our academic side, whatever it is, you are producing memories and, and giving relevance to the things you're doing by doing something different and out of the ordinary. When you, like myself, spend you know hours binging a show or ultimately doing nothing with substance, just to either pass time or, or maybe you're waiting for a, a work shift or you're on break from work and you're just doing these things to pass time. It is amazing at how small that day will feel 
in the long run. If I have a double shift and I have a hour break in the middle, if I spend that hour on my phone listening to music, watching a show, my break's going to feel really, really short. If I go get in my car, go somewhere, meet someone, read a book, maybe write something, that hour will feel a lot longer because I'm doing something. I'm doing something to engage my, my, my brain and my memory. But I want to acknowledge, though, how difficult it can be sometimes to do those things, to avoid the quick distractions and the quick time passers is, is a really difficult challenge to overcome, especially when nobody wants you to do that. I mean, the, the society we live in is structured around it, it's structured around time being a necessary element of productivity and something we don't have enough of. But then there are so, so many factors that are doing everything they possibly can to suck your time away from you. You know, 30-second ads, all these things that build up and we don't really notice. Time is, give, is shown to us, oh, you know, there's not enough time in the day. Be productive and use your time wisely. And then they have all these things that just say, hey, you experiencing conscious individual with thoughts, feelings, and emotions. Look at this for a while. Drown out your awareness in comparison to others, comparison to anyone that's living a life objectively better than yours. And it's it's really toxic, and it really, really pays a heavy toll. And it's not easy to identify in the moment. You can easily sit down at the end of the day, lie awake at night and think, oh man, I really wasted so much time today. But in the moment you were like perfectly content, perfectly content doing what you're doing. And then you'll just, you know, in the moment, you're like, all right, I'm going to feel really bad about this later. But ultimately right now I don't care because I'm not able to think about how bad I'm going to feel because my mind is being distracted. And that was pretty loaded. I don't know if you can actually relate to that, but it happens to me. So I would hope other people experience something similar. But it's not something that can be overcome. And it's not something that you should beat yourself up about because ultimately that just leads to more distraction. If you, if you are doing something you don't like that you're doing, then giving yourself a hard time about it is just going to produce more feelings that need to be drowned out by something else, which often leads to that repetition of that activity that you're trying to avoid. So don't beat yourself up. Just recognize that this is kind of the way things are and that it's difficult to overcome and it's not the fault of of you or myself. And there are things that just sometimes are beyond our our control in the moment, but we, we can try to consciously increase our recognition of those things. You know, when, you, when I get in the car to go to work, I almost instinctively have to put on music before I even drive. And there's I've seen, like, memes about that, so I know that that's a thing for other people. And sometimes I'll even be late. Like, I'll be rushing, running around my house, trying to leave. And then once I get in my car, it's like, nope, doesn't matter. I got to put on my music, whatever it is. And, and those are things that we don't really think about. Like, are you consciously choosing to say, I want to do this? Or are you just doing it because it's what you normally do, which ultimately just repeats the same cycle, which makes the day feel like it's just another day and, and the week feel like it's just another week. And these things just kind of add and add and add. So 
do something out of the ordinary and try to engage your brain with things that it's not normally engaged with. And you'll remember a lot more and you'll feel like your days were a lot fuller. Days turn into weeks, weeks turn into months, and it, it gives much brighter indicators on, on these subtle portions of your life, which I think is really important. And like, I want to also point out how crazy, ridiculously simple it is to incorporate different things into your routine. And when I say crazy, super simple, like, no, it's not like easy, but the things that you could do are are really simple. Like, for example, uh, last year when I would be like waiting for the bus or, or train, I would stand on one leg subtly, not like obnoxiously, but like just kind of lift my other foot back a bit and see how long I could balance on one leg. And like, it, it gave me something to engage with in that moment of, of waiting for a bus, which is something unavoidable. I can't change that weight, but I can change what I do to fill the time in that weight rather than scrolling through Twitter or, or doing these things that aren't even conscious decisions. They're, they're simply not. If you're on your phone waiting for a train or a bus, you did not decide to do that. And as many times as you think you might, you did not like it, it's in your pocket it's muscle memory it's a it's an attachment and it sucks away the memory and the experience and the time from your life which, which compounds every single day and it's crazy it's super super crazy that we allow that and, and again it's no fault to the individual i mean it's these things given to us without any warning or, or proper education on on how it can affect us in these ways that aren't necessarily medical they're not necessarily hard psychological science but it's there and everyone can recognize that it's there but it's difficult to attribute intense negative properties to something that we use so often and so positively to some extent in our daily lives so again little things balancing on a leg you know stretching, just doing things to take up time and take up time in a different way than we normally do. And this can address the olika that we all inevitably face of days going by before you even get a chance to know that they were upon you, which is something that can, can really bog down a lot of people, including myself. And it's something I'm dealing with currently and will continue to deal with. And it's, it's not a one fixed solution. It's something you got to really work towards. And I'm not doing the best I could, but I hope that by sharing a little bit of my experience, you can kind of think about it in your own daily life and, you know, take the little steps needed to really make some, some dramatic change in the way you see your day. And especially the thoughts and the feelings that you have towards yourself when you lie down to go to sleep at night and, and hopefully you won't be kept up by those inevitable thoughts that everybody has. Thank you so very much for listening. I hope this has been some good food for thought. And I wish you the happiest weekend, and hopefully you can remember it.